0: Good morning, everybody. This is Jane Cormier, your host on WKXL New Hampshire, Talk talkradio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We hope everybody's doing well out there in WKXL Radioland, and uh, well, we have a great little show today. We always have a great little show for you, but today we have another one as we head into the crazy season, and of course, that's been the theme for WKXL. Artful Living as we head toward Christmas and holiday tidings. We want to give a special shout out to Good Life programs and activities right here in Concord. And from yoga to Tai Chi to art classes and guided tours of New England, Good Life programs and activities connect active singers to their lives and to the community. And Yes, yes. I'm a fan. I am a fan of good life. So all you have to do is go to goodlifenh.org and you can find all of the things that they offer throughout December and beyond. Maybe grab a class, maybe pay for a a class for someone else. What a great gift. Uh, They have events, they have trips. You can check it all out, goodlifenh.org. They're a wonderful organization and worthy of your support. All righty. So here we go. We have uh, a a guest today that we actually had on months ago. And it was kind of funny because uh, I had this idea that artful living, of course, does an awful lot, whether it's music. We talk to dancers. We talk to theater. We talk to, you know, all kinds of people. And artful living doesn't always have to be about, quote, art. Right? Because artful living topic itself is just to find a way to enhance our lives, right? Artful can mean many different things. And so I had thought that it might be nice to have somebody on since how we live is important, especially how we fund our life. You know, to have money to do the things that we love can be part of our artful living experience. So I had invited a a gentleman, Jim McIntyre, to join us and he is back today, so we're going to we're gonna tie this together so nobody's weirded out there. Uh, why is Jim McIntyre on Artful Living? So, Jim, good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning. I was happy to be here before I heard your introduction, but <laughs> as I listened, you said, we're entering into the crazy time of the year, and I thought to myself, is she calling me crazy in the backhanded <laughs> Not, insult?
0: No. <laughs> no, no. Would I do that?
1: Maybe. It'd be good radio.
0: No, 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 no. Good radio. Oh, my gosh. You have that on the mind. And we'll, we'll actually talk a little bit about why that is. So here's the backstory, folks. Okay, as you're driving or you're listening to the program. Those months ago that we brought Jim in, we had a really neat conversation about cryptocurrency. And I had been reading a little bit about it. I thought it was pretty interesting. But I'll tell you what, I knew I didn't have the wherewithal to have a deep dive into the world of cryptocurrency, and since I knew Jim knew something about it, I thought, "Wow, okay, that'd be a great themed segment for Art for Living, right?" Because let's face it, we're all busy people. You're running kids to school, you're doing shopping, you're going, you're working, whatever, whatever's happening, busy, and uh, who has time to sit there and research such a, an in-depth and changing, ever-changing, uh, you know, item, right? And uh, so that was really fun because. Jim came in and gave us a robust lesson in cryptocurrency. And guess what we learned? We learned that Jim really likes the radio and uh, really has a lot of talent with being able to put forth a great personality on the air. So, so Jim, tell us the rest of the story.
1: That was the exact opposite of an insult. That was a compliment. <laughs> now, this is how I expect to be treated oh my in the WKXL goodness. studios. Thank you very much. Yes, that initial appearance on your show right here, Artful Living, has turned into me having my own show on WKXL (laughs) called The Sports Machine, and it's taking the sports talk radio world by storm. I have informed uh, my listeners on The Sports Machine that Massachusetts does not have a monopoly on the creation of sports talk radio. New Hampshire can bring its own flavor to the sports talk radio community, and we are doing that every day from 10 to 11. So I owe you a huge Ah. thank you for getting me into this via artful
0: living. You don't owe me anything. The truth of the matter is, is good things usually happen of their own accord at the beginning, right? So opportunities pop up to all of us. And whether or not we decide to follow the opportunity lies entirely within our choice, right? But uh, this opportunity came up and... I'm so glad that we had you on the station and that we, we have now brought you on to do this, this show. This show is a live call-in sports show, and I think that it's going to do great, great things here on WKXL. It's a lot of energy. Your youthful attitude and personality comes through, and of course, coming from a, a big family who just loves sports, myself... I'm thrilled to have a show on WKXL that brings sports to the folks that are listening. I think it's a needful thing. It's artful living.
1: (laughs) It is artful. As I I listened to you just describe your show and my show and the the combination and linking of the two, it, it occurred to me that it could be seen as an artistic ability to be able to identify opportunities in your life that present themselves, and go and get those. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Good Life as a sponsor at the beginning of the show, in the opening, and you said it could be a great Christmas present for someone to give a new class registration to to someone for Good Life. Maybe you know somebody who has not been to the Good Life organization at all before, right? Mm -hmm. And you give them... A a prepaid class. All of a sudden, that person's life potentially could be changed because they could meet a group of people there, find out this is a great activity. Now, maybe I'm getting exercise, I'm interacting, uh, using my brain in a different way, Mm -hmm. and all the good that can come from it. So, the art of being able to recognize what an opportunity is when it presents itself in your life and then acting on it is, is a skill that nobody would ever think we'd talk about here on Artful Living.
0: Well, no, or in, on any other radio station, right? <laughs> but, but actually the truth is is uh, sports, I believe anyway, sports and art are united and have always been for me. Even as a little kid, I didn't know it. But I can tell you what, when I would watch Bobby Orr play hockey, as a kid who was under the, the bed covers. So we would take radios. This is the truth, folks. Uh, right, this Jane is old Corman. school. Get ready to go this this is, old
1: school, old, everybody. You're not kidding.
0: Old school. And and it's funny because you're getting this from someone who's a rather cultured opera, former opera singer, right? Anyway, uh, you know, we would be told we had to go to bed and uh, the Bruins games would be on. And you know, we'd be crushed, me and my sisters. You're just like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And so there were nights that we would, you know, we had to go to bed and we would get a flashlight because, you know, sometimes somebody would chuck you know, put their head into the room with four girls sleeping in two double beds, to see if we were if the lights were out or actually asleep, and uh, so we had to keep the lights off because you could see it under the door, and uh, then we'd take a flashlight and we'd have a little transistor radio. Do you folks remember transistor radios? Now this is where the kids of today would like. What the heck is she talking about? But it was like this. Some special voltage little thing, and it would get the Bruins games. And we battery be, powered, right? Battery this was powder. battery
1: powered. Now you didn't chug this and uh, plug no. this into a charging station. No, to no, gear no. Up the battery. You, you needed know, the, to
0: get the battery. The
1: real batteries you could buy in the store. I don't yeah. know if kids nowadays even know that the batteries <laughs> are a thing like that.
0: <laughs> we did. So we would listen to the games in the bed, you know, on the radio whenever we could. But I can remember watching on TV and watching Bobby Orr play for the Boston Bruins. And even viscerally, as a little kid, understood that that was not the norm. That that was, wow. When you look at Bobby Orr, and here's on Artful Living, all things art and full. Uh, if you ever get on YouTube and you go and watch old videos of the, the big bad Bruins, right? Bobby Orr, you will see art and you will see grace and art on the ice. And I, I maintain that the greatest athletes, that the thing that will divide the very good or the very talented from the great is the thing that goes beyond to the, to the watchers that see the grace and power of that, you know, that sport
1: it's the art artistry. It's happening in progress. You have yeah. a sports athlete like LeBron James, Larry Bird. You can go down the line in all different sports, Bobby Orr, as you're talking about. They see the play developing. They see the canvas, and they know what they need to do to connect yes. the two pieces of art together to put the ball in the basket. So
0: it is, <laughs> it, absolutely, and it is called performance art, in my mind, and for the people that are great performers... OK, it is no different. When you learn a, a, a role, that role changes every single night with the different audience and the different people playing in the different roles. It is always different. So performance art, it's always great.
1: And cryptocurrency is a topic that can be seen as artistic as well. There you go. And I'm going to bring some of that knowledge and how I've used that ability to connect the dots together to help people better understand the industry.
0: Very interesting. All right. Our next, don't go anywhere. Our next segment here WKXL Art for Living, Jane Cormier, New Talkradio.com We will be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back to Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we have a guest, Jimmy McIntyre, here talking with us today. We were talking about performance art. We were talking about sports. We were talking about greatness and the grace of greatness. And if you are with us in the last segment... We left, we left that segment talking about the greatness of the possibilities in cryptocurrency, and we have the opportunity to talk a little bit about it, and who better to talk about it than Jim McIntyre. So tell us a little bit, what, how would you give us the segue from last segment to now?
1: I would segue in by telling people that this is a topic that they already know is incredibly incredibly confusing. The government is confused by it. The business leaders are confused by it. The radio show hosts that invest in cryptocurrency are confused by it. Everybody is confused by it. And even I am still confused by it on some level, but I am less confused by it than almost everybody out there. Why? Because I have a ton of experience in it and I've seen What has happened, and I believe I've seen enough to know what's going to happen in the future. I'm not saying I'm always right with my predictions, but I will say when I was on this show the first time back in, I think it was October, the price of one Bitcoin was about twenty-five thousand back then. As of the first week in December, the price of one bitcoin had risen to over forty four thousand dollars. So that's just a flavor of a prediction that might stand out to some people as, uh, hmm, interesting.
0: Well, very interesting. I mean, the cryptocurrency craze and the business and the information um, is ever-changing, it seems. For the, for, the low, low, for the people that don't have time to know anything about it, what's the most single most important fact for them to know?
1: That Bitcoin, and I mentioned this the last time I was on, Bitcoin was created by somebody who nobody knows who it was. That person is still to this day anonymous. The creator of Bitcoin oh, crazy, huh? is it, nobody knows. So, one piece of imaginary internet money is worth over $40,000, would we'll just say, as of the first week of December. Oh. And nobody knows who created that technology. And it actually is technology because when Bitcoin was created, that was the very beginning of a technology called blockchain technology, which is now being used in a multitude of industries in a multitude of different ways outside of the cryptocurrency space. Mm-hmm. But that technology is universally recognized as being absolutely incredible. So whoever invented Bitcoin invented blockchain technology, i.e. they are one of the smartest people to ever walked walk the face of the earth, and yet nobody knows who it was. Well, it's kind or of funny.
0: All things creative usually have so many changes part of it, right? Creativity is a changeable thing. It's mutable. And this certainly, this whole topic, uh, goes through changes daily, I'm sure, if not hourly (laughs) even. But you know what's interesting is um, I understand that there is a book out there that is also by someone named Mr. Anonymous... Right?
1: You, you might have heard that on the commercials for uh, yeah. my my show the Sports Machine, didn't interesting,
0: you? Interesting, interesting. So so this book is also anonymous. What is it about crypto that wants to go anonymous?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that's a great question and I'm not exactly sure, but I seem to have a, a a passion for following the the anonymous people in this world. I guess now that you you frame it like that. Yeah, I had uncovered this book and it's new. It's on amazon.com uh, and the the name of the book is called The Crypto book that you need to read
0: oh my and goodness when great. i saw that
1: i'm always surfing for and searching for new cryptocurrency topics and and news items so when i saw this book I was, oh that's that's interesting i wonder why i need to read it so i read the cover page and then the back cover page is like okay that sounds pretty interesting it's looking to talk about uh, how satoshi who is the uh, Know, fictitious name of the person who created Bitcoin. Uh, who came
0: up with that name?
1: Uh, no idea. This Nobody is, knows. No. I think the creator of Bitcoin actually referred to themselves as Satoshi. Really? Yes, during okay. the initial okay. you know, feeling out periods because they had looped other people in to help perfect the software. Okay. That's why he obviously, whoever it was, was connected because there's a trail that you can see within the technology like framework that's the thing about blockchain is it's always there immutable is the word they say like that doesn't go away and it's stored not in one central database it's stored in the code of the the bitcoin network yet and it's shared equally across all the computers that run that bitcoin software so like i said i don't want to get too confusing with people but the information is stored in there and there's documented records from emails from other people who have were in contact with satoshi while they were working
0: will we ever find out who really started this
1: well that's the funny thing is the book Gives you the answer to what whoever this Mr. Anonymous individual is believes that they know who actually created it. Wow, okay, what's the name
0: of the book again?
1: The Crypto Book That You Need to Read. It's on Amazon.com. I saw it was $15 for a hard copy. Wow. For a hardcover copy. the
0: Crypto Book That You Need to Read.
1: Tons of info in it. It takes you from the beginning really to the end. I mean, it talks about the creation of Bitcoin, but then at the end, it really talks about why the price movements... Happen, and if you pay attention to the price of Bitcoin, which all the major news publications do, you see all the time right here on Bloomberg. You hear a lot of the Bloomberg yeah. shows on WKXL, they say, Oh, hey, the price of Bitcoin yeah. is this right now, and you can see, Oh, the price of Bitcoin jumped by a thousand or two thousand dollars today. Huh? Why did that happen? In the book, it would tell you, Most people think, Well, somebody was looking to buy a bunch. And they bought it up, so that caused the price to rise. Mm. But that's not necessarily why it happened. It's the traders that are operating with huge amounts of leverage who can kind of artificially inflate and deflate the price of that coin because they know how to manipulate the investment market. It's really it's really sketchy. And it is, it is an art, though. If you yeah. don't know anything about it, it's sketchy. Well, it's like, how does this happen?
0: H- here's the thing that I think is so important – if, if you do not know about something or you do not understand something, right, you cannot benefit from it. So even if you decide, in my mind, I'll probably go out and take a look at that book because I'm not saying that I'm going to go out and deal crypto. But you know what? <laughs> I have a passing interest in trying to understand what it is. And it sounds like this book is an easy way to educate us to something that is kind of an important fund you know, fund-based thing to know about, right? I mean, people are making money off of this. So, uh, hey, you know what? Investments or crypto, I don't care what you're talking, um, those kinds of things can enhance our lives. And so it's important to know about them.
1: Well, it would be nice to know something more about an asset that has risen, like I said, from $25,000 to over $40,000 within just a couple of months. Now, hey, in the, in the the bigger thing is you don't need to own an entire bitcoin to buy some. Like for for me, I I tell my friends, and I'm not here to give everybody financial advice. That is not the point of this, but I tell my friends sometimes, "Hey, what's the downside of spending $10 a week on on to buy bitcoin?" You can spend $10. You can buy $10 worth of bitcoin. So you just get so a fractional cool. piece mm-hmm. of a Bitcoin, mm-hmm. of which there's only 21 million that will ever be created for for Bitcoin. People don't know, know that. There's a limited supply. That's why a lot of financial people will compare it to like gold and say there's a limited supply, even though there's not necessarily a limited supply of gold. An asteroid could hit the Earth today, and all of a sudden, there's way more gold than we originally thought. That would change the entire landscape of the investment wow. market for gold. Holy Bitcoin, moly. no. 21 million, that's all will ever okay. be created.
0: Well, good. I mean, I think that this is great. Name of the book again?
1: The Crypto Book That You Need to Read.
0: Okay, easy, (laughs) uh, on Amazon. And uh, yeah, okay, so that's something, maybe that'll be a great present for someone. Who knows, that's great. Books make great gifts, you know. When you're trying to get gifts for people, the older I get, I remember the days (laughs) where you'd buy just to give multiple gifts, right? You'd buy because, oh, you know, they always give us such a great gift, I can't just get one gift, right? So you're trying to just buy to to buy. I don't do that anymore,
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the people already have the gifts that you're we giving are, to them yeah. in most cases, especially if it's kids. It's like, dude, they have everything. What are yeah. you going to give to them? Not so
0: much even that, but brothers and sisters, you know, you like to try to be generous, you know, and offer what you can. But sure. now I've decided that um, I'm going to do a more thoughtful, right, one pr- one present of some quality and thought. Right. And uh, books are great gifts, because especially since this is the kind of book I think people would be very interested in, but may not for themselves decide to buy that book. Right. Like me, I'm thinking about crypto, but I wouldn't buy a book if I came across it in a bookstore. I probably wouldn't. But now that I'm hearing about this book, I have some interest and I think I'm going to buy some to give out as gifts.
1: That's a, a great idea. I, I that's why I had advertised it on the, the show actually because I do want people I want people to learn more about the industry. I'm not advising people to invest their money, but I do think you should have a natural curiosity to want to learn more about this industry and if you read the book, you'll learn some secrets, secrets dirty secrets that's like, wow, what a world this is that they're operating behind the scenes that no people know about.
0: (laughs) Very interesting stuff. Okay, we're going to take another little break here on Art for Living. Jane Comey your host. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and of course our 101.9 FM in Manchester. Hang tight folks, we will come right back. Welcome back to Artful Living here on WKXL, New Hampshire TalkRadio.com. Your host today, Jane Cormier, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So if you're just joining us, we've had a really robust conversation with Jim McIntyre here. And uh, we've talked about crypto, we've talked about sports, we've talked about Hey, how you align these topics together in a show called Artful Living. And uh, this segment, though, I want to talk about a new show that's right here on WKXL Live. It runs every morning at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And it's called The Sports Machine. And if you have not had the opportunity to hear it, you should. It's a hoot. And uh, even if you don't like, per se, uh, professional sports, I think that... uh, Jim brings a very uh, unique, unique perspective that you probably will enjoy. So, tell us a little bit about the Sports Machine.
1: Well, I believe to start out, I believe the Sports Machine is going to be on right after your show here. So, (laughs) anybody that's listening now can just stay tuned. There you go. And hear what what the Sports Machine is about. And just so people know, the Sports Machine with Slim is how I'm trying to brand the show. So I've told some people I'm dealing with, I will only respond to them <laughs> uh, if they refer to me as Slim. I've told my wife this, Oh my, goodness. my friends, you need to call me Slim because I need to get into character. Now on this show, I know you were introducing me as Jim McIntyre. I wanted to be polite because you invited me on your show. But my first reaction was to say, I only respond to Slim.
0: Really? But okay. I didn't should, say I, it. should I call you Slim?
1: Well, it's still your show, so I'm going to give you the leeway at the but at the end of this show, I will let you know I will not be referred or be responding to okay. Jim McIntyre. I'm,
0: I'm going to go with the obvious here. You do realize when we put those together, we get Slim Jim, right? <laughs> this
1: is my karaoke name. When I go to karaoke places where I, I've spent you a lot of my time, oh my I goodness. do karaoke an awful lot. And uh, my, at <laughs> my steady home base for karaoke, I am referred to. Next up, Slim Jim. Oh,
0: my goodness. Okay, so this is crazy. All right, so I didn't know that you were really into karaoke like that. Oh, I, so. went, I once
1: went to karaoke 27 nights in a row. I looked at my credit card statement. I was like, dude, I'm going way too many times. 27 (laughs) nights in a row, I went to karaoke. When I was single, coming off a divorce, and it was just like, it's fun. Karaoke, when you go, and I said this yesterday to somebody I met as part of my uh, prospecting for, for sales for WKXL, actually, because I also handle sales now at the radio station. But through my prospecting yesterday, I got linked up with the prospect and was talking about karaoke and just how much I love it. And he said, yeah, there's always good people positive vibes for the most part, very little negativity, and it's just a good place to get together and, and you know talk with, with other folks kidding? and new people. Oh, okay, that, okay, that's why great. you
0: go? Because of uh, the connection stuff?
1: Absolutely. It's welcoming. I love to sing and I love to critique myself. I'm the person who will come back and be like, wow, that was horrible. And somebody goes, no, great job. I was like, listen, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. But when I'm good, I'm like, that was awesome, right? Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> that is awesome.
1: I judge myself all the time. That's why I think it's a pretty good fit for, for Sports Talk Radio because I get to judge others, but then I'm judging myself how I'm judging others, and it just goes like full circle. What
0: kind of music do you like the best when you sing?
1: Well, that's why I say Eminem is what I do best. Eminem is not really singing Eminem. I wouldn't say the way I do it is necessarily rapping either. I'm just repeating the way that he has done it, and I've memorized all the lyrics for a handful of his songs so that I do it better than anyone else can. And has like mo- many times people, Jim. Have, like,
0: has anybody told you that you have no problem with, uh, with like what's that word?
1: Ego, yeah, yeah. But I, the, <laughs> on the other side, I fully admit things I'm horrible at. On my show earlier today, I said I didn't know what PSI stands for, and it's on the pressure gauge for measuring the air pressure in my tires. I did not know. I, I was like, and then I thought, I said, wait a minute pounds per square inch, right? And the caller that was on the line said, yeah, Jim, yeah. Wow, very good. I
0: wouldn't have known that.
1: Well, when I'm dumb on something, I'm not not afraid to admit it. Well, for me, I classify it as if I know, I'm not afraid to call myself dumb. I am dumb on some things. I'm smart on some things. When it comes to cryptocurrency, I'm way smarter than most people. But some people would be like, dude, you're dumb. You don't have any idea.
0: (laughs) You know what? You need to be kinder to yourself. (laughs) That's it. You know, expectations shouldn't be quite so high because it's hard to live up to.
1: That's a learned art to be kind to oneself. I, I, You're when not, you 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 not wrong. I feel like I'm kind to myself, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I need Maybe I need to go to good life or something <laughs> to learn how to be <laughs> kinder to myself.
0: I think, you know what? I think we all have to learn that. You're laughing, but the truth is, I think that a lot, and I've talked about this recently. I forget, a couple of shows ago. We yeah, it was like two or three shows ago I had a whole show about um, I talked about the fact that our own expectations that we we strive to meet, can steal the very joy that we're supposed to be grabbing in life every day because they become so heavy. And I think that our our world, no matter where you live, because this is no longer a, a thing for America. this is everywhere now, thanks to technology, I think. Uh, the the little things. I think, sometimes are more important than the big things, and that's because there are so many things that we're struggling with that nothing gets absorbed, nothing gets embraced. So we have to stop that, you know, and and then you can enjoy where you are at the moment without all that stuff hanging on your head going, you know, you can barely breathe. I, I can say at my age that that's an important thing for me, and I have to always remind myself,
1: sensory overload is totally. that what we're talking sensory about totally sensory overload
0: Just- and we go so fast we got these these black boxes in our hands that that you know are going at us 90, 90 hours a day and it, isn't it it's hard sometimes to know that our best is enough period and we don't embrace that near enough because we want we want the gold star every time but you know what even the greatest of the great of the great i don't care if you're talking painter hockey player Nobel Prize winner, they don't win the gold star often. <laughs> it, You know, well, maybe one time in your life or, you know, for a short period, you'll, you'll get it, except for maybe Brady. Uh, <laughs> I think he's had a, the longest great gold Tom star. Brady. Tom yes. Brady, yes. Yes, but you know what? We should be happy in the moment more, and I think that that's really hard for us to do.
1: I can give you two quick things. One is you mentioned the black box in your hand, which you're giving as a description for the telephones. Yeah. I've said to multiple people recently. If the you know how we can make the world a better place, like everybody says, well, I want to make the world better. If everyone, right this instant, decided that we were all going to take our cell phones, throw them in the trash, <laughs> I'm yeah, you laugh there. No, I, do, uh, this I, I don't. This world would disagree. instantly, immediately become a better place. Everyone, and I'm talking every single person in the world would become immediately happier if we all ditched our cell phones. I'm sure that Google or, and Apple do not want that message to get out no to way. the public. But it's true.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Because they that immediate gratification thing that they're selling, constant, right, without shutting down. Why do you think we have trouble sleeping at night? Our computers, our brains are are being constantly fired on, whether it's social media, whether it's advertising, whether it's phone texting, whatever it is. We're seeing it and hearing it and feeling it all the time. I, I agree with you. I, I disagree. And I know you're probably talking hyperbole. Yeah, it's never going to happen, obviously. It's hyperbole. But, <laughs> but the truth is, is maybe if we could find a way to limit, limit how many or when we use it. Like using this thing at night is deadly. It keeps you up, the blue light, makes sure. It, it screws up the melatonin system you, that puts you to sleep.
1: Yeah, but Tom Brady, you've mentioned a couple times we just talked about, he, he has a thing. He does not sleep with his phone in the same room. Yep. He he does not He it not just turn it off. He says, no, that phone needs to be outside Good for him. of the room. And, I mean, it seems to be working out okay yeah. for him.
0: No, and I think he's right. I put my phone way across the room, and I shut it off. But I have to, you know, juice it up, right? But uh, it's it's in my room, but it's way far away from me. And I shut it down so that if anything does come through, um, I did not used to do that when my kids were younger. My phone, like when my son was in college, was on 24-7 because I was always wondering if he ever needed anything. So you right?
1: could never really relax. And that's what's going on with a lot of people out that's there. That's
0: right. You're absolutely right. So uh, and how did we even get on this topic? We took a U-turn.
1: Trying in the help people. Well, I think we started down the karaoke path, and then I said That's the phone right. thing. But my thought about the karaoke is you were talking about being able to accept being happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember this going back 10 years. I had finished singing a song, and I knew halfway through, I'm like, this just isn't the right pitch for me. I'm not doing great. And so I finished it, but I wasn't really into it. And a guy who I didn't really know came up to me and said, you know, you just need to sing – your song and be happy with what you're doing. You need to go all the (laughs) way through with it. Because I could hear you kind of quit. And I was like, you're right, I'm judging myself and it's stopping me from having fun.
0: Doing it, absolutely correct. There it is, this lesson of the day there, folks. We're going to take a little break. Art for living here on WKXL, New Hampshire dot com. That's WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You hang on tight now. Don't you leave us because we are coming right back after these messages. Hello there, everybody out in WKXL radio land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Thank you for joining us today. If you've missed any of our previous segments for today's episode of Artful Living, you can find you could find it at newhampshire talkradio.com. And our guest today is Slim Thank you. from The Sports Machine. And the Sports Machine will be on right after Artful Living today. So you want to stay on WKXL. And if you love sports, you will love this show. If you like sports, you will probably like this show a lot. So see, you can't miss. Good show. What
1: if you love artful living? Mm -hmm. Will you like the sometimes negativity that I have to project over the airwaves during my show when I'm critiquing athletes and or coaches and some of the decisions that they make? Because I do wonder about that. How negative should I be? on the show, because I kind of feel bad when I'm insulting somebody, but some people out there in the sports world, like, really need to be insulted.
0: Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's insulting. I've heard the show. I think that, and and I I speak honestly here, because I don't care what the genre is. I don't care what the situation is. Uh, The truth is something that allows you to be critical. (laughs) And now there is truth means spirited which I highly don't agree with. And then there's truth which is not mean-spirited, but is does have in it the need to show some negative things. If we don't have negativity, we do not improve. We no. do not improve with positive... Rec- um, I don't care if it's your singer. I don't care if it's dancer. I don't care if it's a, a, an athlete. You improve by knowing what you need to get better. So to me... In any high-quality radio program, I don't care what it would be, Art for Living or the sports the Sports machine, the truth matters, and how you deliver that truth, I think, is much more important.
1: I'm going to try to keep that in the back of my mind every time when I go to the airwaves say, all right, I'm going to tell this person the truth because they need to hear it.
0: Absolutely. And and that's your opinion. And you know what? America's built on opinion. That's the way it should be. If you're afraid to speak your opinion, right? There, that shouldn't be. Now, of course, your opinion shouldn't be mean-spirited or hateful, because that's not a good way for a human being to be. But we can be pointed, and we can be honest, and that's a good thing.
1: So people out there in the listening audience, for Artful Living, I would love if you would give the sports machine a chance to earn your time really everybody is so pressed for time there's a limited amount of it each day yeah. and you have a lot of choices as to where to turn your radio dial uh, i think for me what comes across during the sports machine i hope what comes across is the fact that i really am a genuine individual and really have good intentions all the time mm-hmm. that that is my real ju- in uh, my judgment of myself is i always know i do always try to do my best to help others and keep their thoughts in mind. I never, in mind, I never want to uh, accidentally like hurt someone's feelings or something like that. So uh, who knows? I might hurt somebody's feelings on the sports machine, but I didn't really mean to hurt them that bad.
0: (laughs) Jim, do you want, or Slim, I should say, do you know that the biggest defect I see with kids today and it's, Something about what you're saying. Young I,
1: kids or 20-year-olds? What are we talking All,
0: about? because I teach from four up to 40, right? Here we go. But the truth of the matter is, especially with the younger generation, the need to be constantly reinforced in a positive way is prohibiting them from getting better. I am a tough teacher. I'm a tough teacher at school. I'm a tough teacher in the classroom or in the studio, vocal studio. And I do not and will not change how I teach. We do not live in a utopia as much as some people would love to live in that beautiful utopia. You know, the utopia where everybody's happy and everybody's equal and life is all marshmallows and great things.
1: All the time, every day.
0: That is a lie that is not human realism, that is not human existence, and to perpetuate that myth, I think does great hurtful things to people. Now, when when you're giving the best of what you have, whether it's at the sports machine or if it's a voice lesson, I'm taking your money or I'm taking your time. I'm doing you a huge disservice. If I decide because I want to be from utopia... I'm not going to talk about the five things that really need to be addressed. I am being dishonest. I am. And I am not helping someone. Remember, the goal is to make people happier and better where they are. And you do not do that without correction. And people should stop expecting that everything has to be la, 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 to be good for us because it's a lie.
1: So if I could take the interview mic from you for a second, I would say, you said earlier you are a tough teacher. Are you prepared and able to give the listening audience an example of one thing that happened where you were tough on a student?
0: On a student. So um, depending on where they are. Now, obviously, if a student has a lower, in my professional opinion of doing this for 40 years... Uh, A lower ability, right? Their guidelines are different than the ones that I think have super ability. If that student for super ability comes into my studio and pays me good money to help them become a better opera singer, and they have not done any work week to week, (laughs) because if they think that the teacher doesn't know, if the teacher's worth anything, I don't care what the teacher's teaching, they know... If they know their stuff, whether or not you've bothered to work out what you've been working on with the student, right?
1: Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful for a student not to be working on their craft at all and then show up from the teacher and be like, hey, help me get better.
0: So so I'm very clear with them. So, you know, Susie, I know you did jack this week. (laughs) Susie. Susie. So, you know what? You're paying me all this money. You've had three weeks in a row. I've seen no improvement. I know you're not doing the work. If you don't want to be here, you go somewhere else. But don't come back to the studio like that next week.
1: Did you say that word for Ab- word to a student? Absolutely. Awesome. See, this is I love to to do this, and that's why I'm glad I took the interview microphone from you because I just got a, a glimpse into your your teaching style, mm-hmm. and that's the way to do it. Because Susie, in this instance. Need somebody to either say uh, the proverbial uh, what is it for the old darlings? Go to the bathroom or get off the pot.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so- well, do you know how I end that conversation? And I've done it many, not many times, but you know, you're talking thousands of students. I've taught thousands of people. So I started teaching at 19 at Brooks School in North Andover. Okay, and the truth is, is that the ending statement is Susie, I am stealing your money. I am taking your money and you are getting nothing for it.
1: She's giving it to you.
0: Well, I'm not stealing your money anymore because you obviously do not want to do this. So let's find somewhere else for you to go. Right. I don't think that's mean. For someone that has the idea that they want to be in the difficult and horribly uptight world of opera, (laughs) you better find out what that's about. It's no different for the little kids that I teach. You know, we do a Christmas concert. We tell you you're going to be doing the concert in September. You have September, October, November, December to memorize two songs. Anyone can do this. I help you do it. This has to be, that's a, that is something that you need to meet. Sometimes parents have trouble with that. Sometimes the students have trouble with. But I tell them we're a team. This is our team sport. Now, guys, we're up. And you have to meet what we need to do. Memorize it sound pretty, look happy. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is
1: fun for something like that. My son, you said this, he's in pre-K and I know he's got a Christmas concert thing for his school coming up and we're practicing his song. Do you know how much those kids love to be in the car Mm. with their parents practicing the song even if they say they don't. I'm not saying like hey every day we're going to be every second in yeah. the car doing this, but just once a day, once a week when you're doing when you're spending that time with your child, they know that you care and you're invested and it's like it's such a positive thing so the fact that you know, families aren't doing that, you have a you have a, an ability or a chance to bring that family sure. closer together by demanding that they learn the song and say hey kids Talk to your parents, do it during the card ride. Let's sing it. Yes, it's fun. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's funny, it's not usually the little kids that we have any issues with, it's (laughs) the middle school kids. And uh, not that we have a big problem. We don't. But it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective because it's not usually always the student. Sometimes it's a parental thing, you know. And um, they're trying to – the kid doesn't know the music. The kid doesn't want to do the concert. And rather than face that and help them do this obligatory performance, they find a way to not have that happen. There's so.
1: limited time for everyone, and it's easier sometimes just to not – Put in the work.
0: It is easier, but we don't live in utopia. Utopiaville does not exist. So there we go. I hear our music here. So Jim Slim of the Sports Machine is coming up next. Don't miss his show. And uh, thanks for being with us today, Slim.
1: You got it. I appreciate it. Stay tuned, everybody.
0: All righty. Have a good day.